This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. If you're a Christian woman living in the South who loves to laugh, you might be a Shonda Pierce fan. The self-proclaimed queen of clean has been working the church circuit for decades as a Christian stand-up to much success, releasing comedy specials like Having a Girl's Night Out, Four-Eyed Blonde, This Ain't Prettyville, and Did I Say That Out Loud? And 2015 brought the release of Laughing in the Dark, less a stand-up performance and more a documentary comedy tour hybrid chronicling her career, the sudden death of her husband, and her journey to heal through love and laughter. 2017 brought a sort of sequel documentary entitled Enough, and that was the one that was on Netflix, so we watched Shonda Pierce call it Enough, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. <laughs> We're here to have some good... Pissed off fun. <laughs> what Caroline doesn't know I is just I just... my notes out. <laughs> I just cut out all of that exchange and the teaser. Oh, <laughs> uh, Caroline, what is Good Christian Fun? Good Christian Fun is a podcast where I rip my notes out of my notebook. Why are you mad? I'm not mad. You ripped your notes out. I know. Out. Well, I was trying to be... Ge- I tried to gesture with them, and I really regret that because I do want to track these notes hey notes out for her on bed <laughs> um christian Get good christian notes. fun <laughs> is a podcast did you almost say good christian mingle no i almost said just christian fun oh christian fun is the best fun but good christian fun good christian fun better than that bullshit well less better okay <laughs> <laughs> uh this is where we talk about christian pop culture and music and movies and musicians and now comedians even Finally hit our first one. Um, but Kevin and I are Christians. We have a respect for the religion. We're not going to tell you you're dumb if you're a Christian, but we're also not going to tell you you're dumb if you're not a Christian and tell you that you need to get saved or else you're going to hell and you're going to burn up with uh, Harambe. Democrats <laughs> and Harambe. Man, do you think our Harambe is in hell? This is no joke. The third time this very question has come up on a podcast I've done. Because wow. we talked about it before. Oh, I forgot. And then I talked about it on a previous podcast I did too. Is okay. Harambe in hell? Let's do a new one. Okay. Is Cecil the lion in hell? No, he went to heaven. He's a good boy. Aslan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's your heart, Kevin? Oh, so, so good. Uh, uh, good heart, heart good, <laughs> uh, beaten up. Pound in, I feel BPM's like you're having good. a stroke. Does it feel like it? <laughs> no, heart good, heart good. Your heart good? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah, you want to go into more detail? Um, well, I, I, my mind is on something else because I have a surprise for you. Uh oh, it's a present. 
Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? What's our segment called where we give we get gifts, but sometimes we give gifts? Oh, uh, it's uh, I wasn't prepared for this at all. <laughs> uh, it, uh, 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 but I believe it's something like. <laughs> Kevin and Caroline and Caroline <laughs> it's just you very Great. far in the background well Caroline. last week we talked about Amy Grant right oh baby baby did we have yeah so I was checking out Amy Grant's website and uh-huh. I was checking out Amy Grant's store uh-huh. I think it's just called Grant store or something Grant store <laughs> and uh every year she goes on a uh she goes on a tour with Michael W W or not a tour I don't know something they do something together they do Christmas songs they sing them um and I really liked their concert shirt so I got us each one. Oh no I got you a, a child's medium a child this is an adult medium come on <laughs> but it's it's got a picture of them and it says it says the two friends the two tour. friends tour <laughs> it's just two friends a number in the word friends in front of it? <laughs> they picked the first name they thought of, and they said, that's the best one. BT dubs. I think this Amy Grant picture is, you know, from sometime in the last four or five years. Why? This Michael W. Smith picture is from at least 15 years ago. Oh my ago. gosh, you're right. He does not look like this anymore. No, he's got Botoxy. Do you think he's a vain man and he's like, Amy can't look better than me? I don't know if he's a vain man, but I hope he's a vain man. V E I N. What? Um, you always get so upset when I suggest that adults have sex <laughs> because they don't. And they no shouldn't. one should talk about <laughs> sex or D's except for you. That's right. In relation to because that stuff is good. But what about my D, Caroline? <laughs> what about my Your D? Your D is great, Kevin. Thank you. You know what? You Thank should be you. proud of it. <laughs> he pops up. No, nah, thanks so much. If that's the voice of your D, though. I mean, <clears throat> I have something in my throat. Thanks a bunch. God. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we anthropomorphize our dicks mm-hmm. and make them talk. And speaking of talking dicks... <laughs> <laughs> This week's episode's topic is Shonda Pierce. Shonda Pierce. Or Chanda. Yeah. Is it a hard C- Shonda, CH? Shonda Pierce. No, she's Shonda spelled the CH. Okay. Um, a Christian stand up comedian. Female Christian comedian. <laughs> uh, excuse me? There's hardly any of those in the real world. Are I they mean, even allowed? I like Ellen, but uh, who else is there? <laughs> I like that your your ignorant uh, person still likes Ellen. Though. Everyone still likes Ellen. <laughs> Ellen is the Elton John of gay comedians. She kind of gets breaks through. Yeah, no, no matter, matter what, no matter how problematic your aunt is, she still likes Ellen, <laughs> and she still listens to your song and Benny and the Jets. Oh yeah, it's true. They're but great. we we needed some help. We needed someone to help us talk about the aforementioned Chanda Pierce. So we got a little guess. A special guest, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you may remember her from four years ago. <laughs> Gilmore Guys 109. You also know her from the Bright Sessions and the Dr. Jesus. Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Anna Laurie. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I, we're excited to have you here. We're going to sing to you. Sing your praise to Anna. And everybody, stand up and sing for the Anna Glory. Glory. Da, da. Ooh. 
Is this an episode of 30 Minutes to Heaven? I don't know. <laughs> Feels like it. Anna, thank you so much for joining us. I'm thank you. so excited. What I'm sorry I didn't get you a third two friends shirt. You know, um... <laughs> well, it's not three friends. Let's not <laughs> yeah. get ridiculous. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but it just says... For thank you for this gift, by the way. If I didn't say thank you before... But also... Only two. Yeah, you didn't. Um, did I not? I'm very grateful for this. I will wear okay, this. Okay, great. Thank you. See, I would, I would, would not. Well, okay. Um, well, then I'm glad I didn't get you one. Nothing to do with the shirt or with you. It's just I, I th- always think I'm going to wear t-shirts that fit like this. Yeah. And then I never do, so that's why I can never buy like any a boxy fun. I can't wear. Tea. I don't like wearing boxy tees. All about boxy. But what about the '90s? <laughs> I try to forget them. I try to forget the '90s. Ooh, you were alive in the. Were you? You were born in the '90s. I was. You were both born in the '90s. Well, Anna, thank oh, you so much for fight. joining you on the show. Joining you, joining us on the show. I'm really happy that I'm here. Well, Anna, I would I would like to start. By asking a question we ask all of our guests, which is, what is your guestimony? What is your background with faith, with God, with all things religious and religion adjacent? So this is this is pretty good. I feel like I have a pretty good Ooh. background. So hey, I'm teed Can up. you keep um, building it up, though, before you start? <laughs> I think this is going to be the greatest episode you guys have ever wow. had. I think that my background will be the best. Unless you have like someone who lived in a cult, like underground oh, bunker dang. cult. Like I don't know I if not, you'll... Well, not that we know not of. Yet. Well, Unless get the Kleenex the ready. I could find a couple people. Hot. <laughs> I could find that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> For the tears. Oh. <laughs> the DTs. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I was homeschooled, but Woo-woo. we were you homeschooled? I was homeschooled as well. In a Christian way? That's right. Okay, so this is interesting, right? Because So my mom is from like a really kind of tumultuous background. Like her mother died when she was young and her father was like a terrible alcoholic. And then my dad, like his whole family is like Lena and Oli, like from Prairie Home Companion. Like they're like mm. six foot five, mm-hmm. all of them, and they're blonde and they're Lutheran and they're from yeah. Minnesota. Super like, Lake Wobegon. Yes. Oh my God, exactly. <laughs> oh, I can't believe. So anyway, I don't think that there was like an intentional, like we're going to like Christian homeschool us. Like they weren't teaching us like, I mean, one of my books was like Bible math. Like it was like, if Noah brought two drafts, on one the man ark, plus like, one woman equals <laughs> true marriage. <laughs> right, exactly. But but it ha- it was like if Noah had two drafts and two elephants, uh-huh. how many animals were on the ark? Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But just it's four, be- not to show off. But wow, thanks. That's. I don't no. think you could do that. I'm pretty that. fast. Caroline. You know, I, I, as soon as I saw you, I thought, Caroline can put two and two together. That's right. <laughs> and she literally hey. did. Um, yes, but... As her <laughs> mic stand literally collapses in her hand. And I looked shocked. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> what did I do? Okay, keep it down. Um... So, but we, we lived in, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in, I grew up in Iowa, Kansas, and Nebraska. So we were in Nebraska at the time. The holy trinity of flyovers. <laughs> what, why why did you guys move so much? Well, what was interesting, well, my dad was a college professor. Okay. So um, he was just like wherever the next college job was. But the cool thing about this was maybe with the exception of Kansas, we, we lived in these like, these towns in, in these flyover states that were like, awesome like my family to this day lives in dubuque iowa which is like right on the mississippi river and it's like bluffs and like trees and it's like it looks like a mini san francisco it's beautiful and then in nebraska we lived like an hour and a half from the black hills which are like these beautiful mountainous like mount rushmore and stuff like like we're really close to that all of that natural beauty so 
Wow. In Nebraska, there just like wasn't a big enough like homeschooling community, like not like California homeschooling, right? Which is like, you know, hippies trying to like, it's a different kind of homeschooling. So it was very like Bible Belt homeschooling. So all of the other people we had to interact with were like super Christian, like really like denim skirts, Uh beat your kids Christian. I did them (laughs) sports, if I may. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's for sports. Yeah, I'll show you. I remember one time like we were like, sneakily putting on nail polish like that was like breaking the rules yeah yeah fancy girls (laughs) yeah and they had like 18 kids i don't know i can't remember it was so many kids is this one family that you were kind of this is one family that we like yeah that we would see all the time i can't remember their names now but i'm sure they were nice people but they were fucking crazy can you swear on gcf Get out. Oh, I'm shocked. Someone just burped out of shock, I think, into the mic. After we talked for five minutes Sorry, about on It just mic makes burp. me sick when I hear language like that. It's like a demon inside of your belly that's forced to come out through your throat. Uh, that was they were, they the were, devil came out to tell me off. That's sure. right. <laughs> they were a little left of... Uh, Left of center or right, right of, of center. center. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. So we just ended up being like, there's like some photos where we're looking like pretty Christian-y, <laughs> but like there's not, we were never like full tilt that direction. It was just that like if we didn't want to be alone all the time, okay. we needed to hang out with other people. So it was like were, a community thing more than like yes. this is something I want to install. Yes, totally. Did your parents talk to you about faith of like, hey, you don't have to get into this or well, hey, so, this is a good idea? Yeah, so we went to church every Sunday because my dad was Lutheran and that was has always been really important to him mm-hmm. and he really likes Lutheran church. He likes like that watered down God, you know what I'm saying? That real <laughs> just real meek and is, like is really that a uplifting sermons. Thing? I'm I'm really not familiar with the Lutheran. I consider Lutheran to be like really mellow. Like it's like really mellow white people. Like <laughs> like truly we had like a prairie home companion like joke book at my house. And yeah. like that is what I like the epitome of Lutherans to mm. me. And it's is like, it true that someone in your town died of laughter after reading it? <laughs> Yeah, I heard about that. And yeah, is it true? The Duluth like massacre. A lawyer? Like a lawyer? And, and isn't it true? Another thing, your honor. Is it fair? By the way, truly, is it fair to say that Lutheran is like the LaCroix of denominations? Where it's like, it's in there. It might be too spicy. You can yeah, taste the it, coconut. That, actually, that might be too hip, actually. Like it almost might, I would almost I would almost say it's the the the, the, the soleil. soleil. Yeah, it's my Costco. Off, my off brand <laughs> seltzer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Subscribe to the Patreon so Caroline can buy Lacroix. <laughs> <laughs> like a straight perfect plug, seamless plug. <laughs> Lacroix yeah. budget, yeah. please. That's branding. So, so you guys went to Lutheran. So church. So we went to Lutheran week. church. Yeah. Then we sort of like fell away from organized religion really like when we moved to Iowa ended up getting into much more of like hippie homeschooling which is what my mom wanted to do Mm. which was like sort of like unschooling which is the principle of like don't teach them anything just let them learn follow their little hearts and learn what they want to you know so that was more the angle that she was going for when she wanted to homeschool you guys like I want you to discover and learn for yourself totally it was like I think what she talks about like why she decided to keep my brother home from school she was like I don't want him to deal with bullies she's like I don't think he should be bullied like she's like that's radical (laughs) but strong assumption yeah and your brother remains a snowflake to this day (laughs) Um, it's good for him so we ended up 
falling into like a, a more like granola sort of group of homeschoolers in Iowa. Which I find and, that to be interesting because I think most people's common stereotypical first draft joke of a homeschooler would be like super religious and super Christian and super sheltered. evangelical. Born right. Again. Yeah. Right. So and, it's interesting. And all that, of these yeah. people that keep like abusing their kids in their home are like really ruining this. Uh, there's been like two of them lately where it was like yeah. families of like 13 people and they were homeschooled technically, yeah. but it was right. just an excuse to be able to keep their kids in prison. Yeah. I'm like, this is really not a good light for homeschoolers <laughs> because we already have this whole thing of like, oh, homeschoolers can't talk to people. Like they're weird. Yeah. They're, they're like, like they're, social they're, problems and yeah. their parents are wackadoo. And, yeah. And uh, me and my brothers are all, I wouldn't say like normal, like baseline normal, but I would say like outgoing, you know, like yeah. we're quirky for sure. My we whole had family another is. guest talk about how every homeschooler she's met, and I would say this is true for me too, that of the ones I've met too are some of the more interesting people and funnier people because they didn't learn like... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except for one. Uh, but they didn't learn... Which one? <laughs> it's not important. They didn't learn like what's, oh, the basic thing to lack of, or like the common joke or we weren't like forced into these lanes so much. So you guys, I don't know, read different books than we did and yeah. watched different things than we did. Yeah. And so because of that, your like sense of humor is really off. And I always, th- I always feel like, um, as far as sense of humor, like sleeper trained. Like my parents like had us, we, we were watching like Monty Python, like yeah, yeah. all kinds of British comedy when I was younger, like Rich Little, all these weird, like my dad loves like weird old comedies. And mm-hmm. so we're always watching that. Same. Not um, Fart Detective 4 or something. It was <laughs> no, like, it was legit. like, it was Kids like in the Hall night. Fart Detective following the scent free. <laughs> oh, wait, I wanted to ask you before you yeah. move on. So as a child, were you drawn to the church thing? Were you into it? Were you just like, no, oh, care? Well, I think that I was so young when we were like, church every Sunday Mm -hmm. I was really like let's get this over with and get to the refreshments because there's refreshments every time and that is refreshment station cherry on top yeah (laughs) so I think I was like too young to really get into it then but there's a fun second act before the third act of like my (laughs) relationship with I love the structure of this (laughs) guestimony so when we first moved to Iowa, my dad decided that he did want to find a church that he liked because, like I said, religion's always been really important to him. And uh, my mom was like, nope, I'm out. Um, <laughs> and so he found, I mean, they were called a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. Shonda called herself a born-again Christian. I think it was, like, tending towards that a little bit. Yeah. Like, and so I would go to that with him every now and then. And one time, I don't know how this happened. I can't, I, like... To this day, I can't put together the steps that led me to this. But I found myself with the rest of, like, the youth, youth, you know, of yeah. this group? church. Uh-huh. I guess group, but, like, it wasn't, like, a separate thing. It was, like, all of the young people from the church. Sure. I'm just going to use the word group. That seems simple. <laughs> In the main service, though? It was, well, we never went to the main service. Okay, they, yeah, yeah. Like, every, it was, like, a Sunday school, but for teens. Yeah, that's youth group. Anyway, with the, yeah, with, I guess, the youth group, we ended up going to... I don't know what it was. Like, maybe it was like an evangelical church. I honestly could not tell you. But it was like a youth ministry event. I remember specifically being ployed with like bouncy houses and like those giant things where you like hit each other with the big soft. Oh, yeah, like the gladiator. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like all of these. I remember all these fun games. It must have been like 12, I think. Amazing. All these fun games. And then we go (laughs) inside. I knew it. (laughs) Do they uh, still do that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and then we go into this like mega church, like this enormous church, and then they start like doing the service or whatever, and then it just gets to this like crazy like fever pitch of like, if you need to be saved, if you don't believe you're saved, come up here right now. <laughs> and I just got completely swept away. Yeah. I was like, I'm well, you've not... You've been plied with a bouncy house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all these treats. Right. And I was like, you know, inherently believe that I am a sinner, I guess. Yeah. Like, just like my... You know, now I see it's just depression, right? Where you're just like, <laughs> when you feel badly about yourself. But yeah. when you're 12, yeah. you're like, ah, oh, I'm not saved. This is why. That This is why. Yes. So I totally <laughs> went for it. I was like, I'm going up. And I remember like my brother trying to be like, no, no, like, please <laughs> He's don't. trying to hold you back. <laughs> yeah, like, you're fine. Don't do that. And I'm like crying. And like, oh, I went up, yeah. I went up to the front and I was like, so into it. And then I just like remember feeling just like absolute humiliation just like why <laughs> why would you in the moment At, immediately after like right after you done yeah. the prayer did you pray after with someone the at the front or was it like so. on your own okay yeah, or yeah. they came up and they were like you know I'm so happy for you or whatever they it was were and like yeah and <laughs> and I was just like I don't know what I'm doing like or maybe like in in retrospect like maybe like I like love attention like that totally could have just been like this is my moment I can get closer to that <laughs> right. stage exactly. <laughs> exactly as a child exactly I don't remember what it was but I but I do remember being very caught up in it and then on the way home I was just absolutely devastated. I was like, I'm never coming back to this church. I can't let none of these people can ever see me again. Why do you think you deconversion felt- <laughs> story yeah. we've ever heard? <laughs> that. Why do you think you felt so embarrassed about it? Um, I think that's such a good question, and I did not unpack this before I came here, oh, so okay. I don't have unpack like, it right now. Well, it's really vulnerable. I think <laughs> it, you can feel. I think so too. Well, once you're done crying and you, everyone has seen you cry, and you like had kind of a maybe a spiritual thing, and then later you're like, oh, maybe it was something else. That can right. just be like, I'm saying too, uh, don't be so hard on twelve year old self because that's just. Of course you got caught up in it. It's, right. It feels great. And it's like an answer in the moment for all your problems. And Totally. Yeah, and it's great. I think I definitely had this sense of like all my friends like go to church every week and like they're in Christian families mm-hmm. and like their families are super religious. Mm-hmm. And so I think in that moment I felt the sense of like this will make me more like that. Like I'm actually not saved and they are. Yeah. I really think I honestly felt like oh, if I'm going to be here, I better do that. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like I need to join the club and yeah, be a part of it. Totally. And, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, I remember just kind of being like, mm, that was just not what I wanted to happen. <laughs> like, I, I just remember being like, yeah. I wish I just hadn't come to any of this. Like, <laughs> I kind of felt manipulated a little bit, I think. Yeah. Like, I kind of had this sense of like, I don't know who this person is, you yeah. know? And also being 12 is hard. It's hard to be a teenage girl. Yeah. It's so funny. The way you're experiencing it reminds me of how so many people describe their experiences after sinning or something. Or after some <laughs> sort of, like, I'm thinking of, like, specific, like, I, and then I slept with my girlfriend or my boyfriend, and I knew I shouldn't have, and I immediately felt terrible. Like, I know I it's am. the reverse yeah. of that, because yeah. that's well, why people go see, to that. to me, what that sounds like is I think it's natural for everybody to feel this sense of, like, oh, I was real emotional at that moment, and I don't feel the emotions now, so, like, what was that? Yeah. And usually people, I think, assume, 
oh, I need to get back to that feeling in order to be with God again and to be and have it right. And I must be back in my sin now because that can only explain why I don't feel the way I did or why mm-hmm. I feel embarrassed about it or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, instead of totally. just be like, yeah, maybe you felt a little manipulated or like it was just, it was good then. And it doesn't always have to be like that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I remember like my brother like shaming me when I got home too. Like <laughs> this feels like part of it too. Wow. <laughs> he totally, he totally <laughs> like no, Because I... Honestly, this is pretty funny because I I am like looking back at it now because like I cried the whole way home because I was just upset that it had happened. Like I was really homeschooled too because I was like, I've been away from my mom all day and not loving that. (laughs) Kids do this every day. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I've been with these strangers, like I'm in this weird place. Never went back to the church, never saw those people again, you know? Yeah. And and my when I got home, my brother was like, Yeah, Anna went up there. And I was like, what? And he was like, he goes, yeah, you went up there. You were like crying. And I was like, I went up there because that other girl went up there and I felt bad for her. And then I like walked away. I was like, I wanted to go up there to come for her. I totally did not get taken up in this. But you know, I, I also, I, I, someone was watching Wild Wild Country in the background and I was like, I think that my personality is really susceptible to cults. Like, I think that, like, if I had the opportunity to, like, join a cult, like... It would feel good. I think that, like, somebody else making the decisions for me, I think I'm, like, so close. Like, I would love that. Oh, it's like, like a, it's like a slightly intense resort. I would, yeah. <laughs> I would love to relinquish all of my power to somebody else, you know, and just become a part of the greater good. Sure. Um, Family-style uh, meals, yeah. you know. Buffet. Group showers. <laughs> right, exactly. Efficiency. Exactly. So... Not to keep this going on for too long, but Act, act, three. 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 act three. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Act Three um, is Quakerism. My childhood best friend Laura, her dad and my mom knew each other from way back because they were in Alcoholics Anonymous together. Okay. Um, and we just ended up reconnecting in Dubuque. And Laura and her dad went to Quaker meeting. We all just like went with them one day, and for a while I was in like the youth section of it which is just like we're hanging out like it's not really that it's it's cool but it's not like that structured but then started going to the actual meeting which do you guys know anything about Quaker meeting the A only bit, yes. image I have of it is from six feet under season five. Oh, interesting in which Peter Krause's wife in that or girlfriend is like a Quaker or something everyone stands up and can talk whenever yeah. they want to well explain yeah. it for the un- it? uninitiated yeah. like if anyone doesn't know yeah. tell us what it's like so, me. <laughs> I, I feel bad also because like I, I know like I grew up with other people again who were so much more into the I guess it's not really a faith but into Quakerism than mm-hmm. I was so I feel like I'm going to give you like a watered down like That's outsider okay. version of it but we're ignorant all the time this is the final word about. on Quakerism on Good Christian Fun <laughs> this is what it is <laughs> one shot here you go <laughs> Um, so it's called meeting, um, and a bunch of people get together and they sit in a circle in silence for an hour. Um, and there's no leaders, there's no, uh, preachers or pastors or anything. Um, and you know, I I don't know what the TV depiction of it was, but it is acceptable and encouraged to stand up and share some, or you don't have to stand either, but share something that comes to your mind while you're there. Like Mm -hmm. if you read something and, and Quakers are, are historically, Quakers are like a, a bastardization of the Puritan faith. I was just reading about this and now I can't remember any of it. There's mm-hmm. like Shakers and then, sh- or Quakers and then Shakers were a spinoff of 
Quakers that were like a liberal f- spinoff of them. Mm-hmm. Literally, they're called Shakers? Shakers, yeah. It like... was Quakers and then Shakers. Are you... yeah. Well, I think it was kind of a pejorative term at the time. Like, I think it was yeah. meant to kind of insult Quakers who had gone crazy, you know, or something. So, it but then like they probably a... just, I could be getting that wrong, but I think that's. Um, no, I think you're, I think okay. that's right. Um, because it was, it was like a spinoff of that where people would, Quakers talk about the light, oh, holding you in the light is kind mm. of a way of saying, sure. bless you. Um, I'm holding you in the light. Or if you're mm. going through something, you know, holding you guys in the light. And so when the light comes into you, traditionally Quakers would quake. That was like the idea. It was like, that's why they were like, Quakers. Yeah. Right. Was yeah. it but symbolic then, or literal? Uh, it's hard to tell when you're reading like 1700s texts, right? Because you don't know if it's like... <laughs> or the Bible for some people. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, and also like you watch like Jesus Camp or whatever that documentary was mm-hmm. and those kids mm-hmm. are like having seizures, you know? And like, yeah. it, it, it's hard to tell like what if it's like a physical thing or an emotional reaction or what it is. But I think it's a similar, something similar to that. But then Shakers were like an offspring of that and, and they, I actually just read recently, would like dance, I think. They would like, they would, yeah. sh- the light would come into them and they would act, it was actually more joyful. It was less like, I'm having like, wow. this, overcome like, and more exactly. like, I'm overcome by joy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think. Okay. So anyway, Quakers, also called the Society of Friends. Mm-hmm. They get in a meeting and uh, and you can stand up and share something. And then what's also cool about them is they have like quarterly meetings where they get together and like organize Quaker events for the years. And they have the Northern Yearly Meeting, which is like this huge region of Midwestern Quakers. They get together and like wow. hang out at this camp for a weekend and they plan everything. And Quakers do everything by consensus. So mm. meetings can take like eight hours. Like oh, they will all sit in there until they come to an agreement. A full that agreement. Everybody Un- agrees. Unanimous on. consensus. Wow. Unanimous wow. consensus. Wow, that's yeah. like that's radical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that Quaker meeting sounds like some of the the most dull Bible studies I've been to. <laughs> and that like we're gonna sit in silence, and then the same three people are gonna say something just because uh, they feel compelled. <laughs> pretty often. Yeah. I feel like you're subtweeting me right Not now. Not you. <laughs> no. <laughs> to me, it sounds like an improv exercise. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it does sound kind of cool, and I, I like the idea that it's like kind of this free form, and if you feel led or whatever, you yeah. just kind of like it's beautiful. It's it. really beautiful. Yeah. Like, and or I, you just enjoy the silence and like use it. Yeah, and, it's it's so you know it's it's like it's meditation it's all about being centered and being focused Mm -hmm. and just like being present and for the most part you know everybody there is like this doesn't sound cheesy but like so low drama like and they're pacifists (laughs) like almost by definition I think Quakers Mm -hmm. are pacifists and like so it was just really like for my mom especially like her people you know and it was like such a good way to like honor her spirituality. My mom's like a huge fan of Jesus too. She mm. loves the story of Jesus. She loves what Jesus did for, you know, like the radical, like liberal version of it, you mm-hmm. know, like the one where it's like, Jesus hung out with prostitutes, yeah. bro. Like <laughs> Jesus that one. loved Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's act three. That's crazy. Your yeah, mom's so Christian. <laughs> what? Or is she a Christian or a Quaker? Um, well, so I, I always, I kind of describe it as like, I mean, they don't go to any kind of service. Sometimes they'll go to Lutheran things for my dad because he likes that. But, um, you know, my mom was in the, a 12-step program for years and years and years. So, and like a higher power really factors into that, I think. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like sacrifice it up to a higher, like mm-hmm. give this to somebody else this is not you anymore like mm-hmm. you need to put the power in somebody else's hands and uh and so I always think that that's why she really connected to I mean I'm speaking for her right now we could just call her um but I think <laughs> that's call. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why she yeah. really connected to Jesus um was just through 
she's always been really spiritual, loves Eckhart Tolle, like really, um, really working on her inner life and like, just like any message of like love or compassion, she's there for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even the way that it goes sounds almost like a 12 step meeting in some ways too. Like Mm -hmm. I could see how that would feel like, oh, comfortable and like, this is good. And this is like helping everyone. And yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. It's really, it's a really good supportive, like. I always had like the best times. I, I tried to out find a Quaker meeting. I feel like I would enjoy it. I tried to find one out here, and I could only <laughs> I could only no. find one in like Santa Monica, and I was like, I'm not gonna go to Santa Monica at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Not I'm worth sorry. it. <laughs> oh, not sorry. It. Guess I'll never know. Sorry, Quakies. <laughs> um, yeah. So, super what's Act Four? What is now? How do you feel about um, this kind of stuff now? Oh man, I actually. I'm so glad that you had me watch this documentary because I... Did it clarify <laughs> some things for you? <laughs> no, I guess I I have been like dabbling in... I don't think I'll ever be an atheist, but definitely agnostic and critical of organized religion mm-hmm. and especially Christianity's history um, in America specifically. I'm I don't going, see what the going, problem is. <laughs> I'm going through American history right now and... Um, but I don't want to be like um, Richard Dawkins or something. You know, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be like, there is no God and you're stupid for it. Like, I'll <laughs> never be like that. But I have been feeling like more and more angry, especially ab- about, you know, religion and, and about how it has treated and still treats women and how mm-hmm. much it's held women back. And, but watching this documentary, I just sort of, you pick up on like what it is in people's lives, you know, like, mm-hmm. When you, when both your siblings die and your parents are dead, like, that is, a fr- that's freakish. Like, mm-hmm. there is nothing left for you. You you just have to give it up. Despair. Like, you just have yeah. to sacrifice something else. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, I, there's literally nothing else I can do here but, like, live exclusively for love or for something greater than me. Because, mm-hmm. like, if I'm just living for me right now, I'm just in pain. Yeah. And I just hate it everything like and so it was cool to see that aspect of it and also like I've gotten really into community lately and and I was listening to this great podcast episode about how a lack of community is contributing to like the higher numbers of depression and anxiety that we like on a physiological level Mm -hmm. our our breakdown of like how often we see and touch and talk to like other people is so low even though we're packed into these like crazy urban like we're more urban than ever we're living mm-hmm. in like cities like um at greater numbers than we ever have before i really connected with the community that christianity gave all these people yeah. and and how happy they seem to be in each other's lives and that and that this was the reason and it always has been it's like again like you know for all the negative things that you know america and, and christianity um have it it's totally always been that like the rallying point for civil rights movements and, you know, mm-hmm. for even for um, enslaved Africans, you know, like not Christianity, but what they made out of it right. was uh, so special and, and important. And um, I just so appreciated that, seeing yeah. that in this documentary, <laughs> in this documentary. Kevin. In this <laughs> epic, <laughs> once in a lifetime, <laughs> cinematic event. Well, it sounds oh, like, like uh, it sounds like we're diving into the topic, yeah. guys. Come on, let's go. I really like hearing your perspective on how that sounded to you because uh, I liked her too out of it. And But my baggage with Christianity is so different and, and so it's cool to see what you saw because I, I felt like I saw the same thing but in a different way too of like I don't find her um, her 
brand of Christianity or her personal faith as, I think some people could look at it as a tool to sell tickets or a tool to make her, to help her go to churches. But I see it also as like, I need something sympathetic to me in this life and in this world. And I know it's God and that makes me feel safe and like I'm not falling apart. And she probably felt the way that way before all her family passed away too, but all the more because of that. And mm-hmm. then seeing the effect that it had on other people. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about There's the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Shonda Pierce, colon, enough! About 30 seconds into this movie, yeah. I was like, fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be clear. Uh, for the listener at home, I this morning, in a rare instance, I did not watch the documentary until this morning. And in the middle of it, I get a phone call from Anna Laurie. And I'm like, oh no, something must have come up. She has to cancel. That's okay, obviously. Uh, and she was just like, are you watching this? Are you kidding me? We've never had a guest call us in outrage on the phone. We've had a flurry of texts, I think, midway through. We've had through, text flurries, but, but a phone call? I was so mad. I was You'd so up mad. The ante. Because it opens up with the other, the flashbacks to her other documentary. Previously on Shonda (laughs) Pierce. We We should talk about the editing of this movie. It was so strange. It was like a weird experience to watch. Well, for the listener at home, let's let's watch a little trailer for the movie and then kind of give an overview of who this woman is and what the documentary is all about. So this is a trailer for Shonda Pierce, colon, There's this constant ringing in your ear, are you enough? When a group of women line up to buy a ticket to come and see me and to hear what I had to say, and they're all excited just to hang out with each other. And in those few moments, for a brief moment in time, I'm enough. I'm sorry to hear you lost your husband, which sounds very irresponsible. I mean, it's not like I laid him down at Walmart, forgot where I put him. Yeah, yeah. That's what I learned the hard way. When I was watching this, I was like, trauma maybe I need to be a Christian and comedian. And my relationship oh, my it's not a bad gig. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. To help Easiest laugh. <laughs> like I was enough. None of them are capable of that. Now, I am two years widowed, and I am just now kind of getting used to thinking about maybe have a date. I don't know. I have these well many girlfriends. They created no. me a profile, an know. online dating profile, by the look at some of those pictures. They don't even know how to take a selfie. They just stand in the bathroom and take a picture. If you blow the picture up behind them, the toilet's filthy. There is mounds of shit. I'd move out of your mama's house. I look back and go, man, the pressure I must have put on my husband for him to feel like I need to help her feel good about her. I wish I had learned that so that I could have talked to him before he died. We just ran out of time. That broke my heart. Doesn't that sound awful? It's what they call spiders and old women. I want to feel like I am enough. And the devil is in the business of convincing us that we aren't. Because Jesus died to prove to us we were enough, that we were worth dying for. Debate whether that's why Jesus died for us in the comments on the Facebook group. (laughs) Okay, so she's a Christian comedian, been doing it for a couple of decades, I think probably since like the early 90s, has a fair amount of success on the 
Christian comedian oh, she's circuit. She's done very well. She's done very, very well. Yes. Is evidently the number one best selling female comedian on the RIAA charts. And might I add, a uh, Southern Susan Boyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may have. Uh, so then uh, this documentary, Laughing in the Dark or Laughing Dancing in the Dark, whatever it's called. <laughs> 2015 comes out and they're making it and her husband has an emergency brain surgery after During a stroke. During the documentary? Like while they're making it? Uh, or I think it might have been they made the documentary after. I'm not sure because I haven't seen it. This is kind of a sequel documentary but we watched this because it was on Netflix and I didn't want to make everyone have to rent it we'll for $3.99. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. Just called can. Enough. It's called Enough. Shonda Pierce. Yeah, um, but they tease the previous documentary in the beginning of this documentary. I think just to give context for her emotional state. Yes. And whatnot. Yes, but also it did feel weird of like, why am I watching her other movie? No, there's a lot of things that are real tough to talk about in this documentary. So her her life is, like Anna said before, kind of marked by tragedy. Loses two sisters, estranged from her daughter. As a teenager. Oh, can her- I just tell you the name of her two sisters real quick? I wrote oh, them down. Yeah, they were good. Is it Hannah it's, and Anna? It's Chandra, Sherilyn, and Charlotta. Shonda, Sherilyn, Charlotta. Sherilyn and Charlotta. Charlotta? Yeah. Charlotta. That's not a name. That's a bad drink at the coffee bean. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, that sounds like something I'd like. May she rest in peace. <laughs> but, uh, but she also like potentially had an abusive dad. It yeah. seemed that they were hitting at well, that. Well, that's why I called Her dad Kevin. was a pastor. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's yeah. why I called They like, kind of casually dropped that like maybe he molested people yes. or not. Because D- one of her friends was like, yeah, he wanted me to sit in his lap. Nuts. Yeah. Okay. Like it was nothing almost. It was like, huh? Before we this? go on, should we, uh, we should say to the listeners is this worth watching is this interesting enough or fun or funny enough to be worth watching yeah i I think yeah yeah i thought it was really interesting i think it is too i don't think it's the movie they intended to make it's not interesting for the reasons they they wanted it to be right maybe or not in all the ways but i do think it is it's not boring no if it's bad it's not in a boring way it's It's also interesting because of our current political climate that also makes it really well you mean how it's inextricably tied to our current well, political exactly. climate <laughs> yeah so th- an overview of the movie is it's a documentary interspersed with interviews with shonda and her friends and also just kind of like documentary footage following her well, in her it's hometown also kind of like a comedy central special right interspersed with these clips of her yeah. doing stand-up at these but churches cut, yeah but it's cut from several different performances but you can tell it's just the same jokes but they're just patching together right. the best parts. Yeah. So that was a weird experience to be like, this would never fly for any other well, stand-up. I know. For, for And every other stand-up, it. of course, does that. But there is the illusion like, this is the first time yeah. I'm doing these jokes <laughs> at Radio like, City Hall outfit, or whatever. Different, yeah. yeah, different show. And so, and so that's most of the documentary until it makes a hard left turn, or I should say right turn, in the middle yeah. of it. Turns into a different kind of movie, I would say. <sighs> Or well, at least the tenor of it. It was just that part, really. I don't know. Maybe I missed <laughs> that was something. when that was when I called Kevin. It was right after the Trump thing came up because I was I was like listening to it and doing something else, and uh-huh. I was like, You're like "Excuse me, what?" <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that came up in the discussion the last episode about Amy Grant. Oh, we like Amy Grant's music, and she seems like a cool lady. Blah blah blah. But oh, what if she said something bad? What if she said something problematic? Or we find some old Twitter, some tweet, some old Twitter. How old am I? <laughs> some old tweet where she like says something racially bad. And this person, Shonda, 
is not a case of, I wonder if she's done anything I might disagree with on some like moral or political level. It's like, oh no, she's the symbol of <laughs> of what I disagree with. In some ways. But what's interesting to me about this whole thing is I think there's a really easy conversation we could have about this. Oh, all her friends are white, and this seems like a bunch of backwoods people, and and they're in their own bubble in the South. And oh, if you look at her last tour, which she just concluded, it was all just like Bible Belt, Kentucky dates, and Paducah and stuff. And she's problematic. She did Trump's inauguration stuff. But at the same time, none of that stuff invalidates the value that she has, right? And I feel like this is probably for anybody maybe worrying right but she's such a whole person beyond that and i found that while yeah there was political stuff that i didn't quite agree on or whatever i was very charmed by her also and i liked her and i also saw how she felt very brave to me in a lot of ways too like how raw she was about her pain or whatever and so all together it was kind of like oh yeah, I don't know about that, but I still like you and I, you're good and yeah. I thought so too and I actually the the moment that like summed up her value versus this headline she made, mm-hmm. right? Was when she when they showed the screenshot of the Facebook post she made after the backlash. They showed like a quick screenshot oh, right. of like she was to like, all oh, haters. Oh, yeah. okay, people. <laughs> oh, by the way, she she was the comedian at like Trump's inaugural ball. That's what we're That's talking, what we're talking about. about. Yeah. yeah. She shows all of her invitations and all of like the swag she got. She's like everything. super proud. She's very excited. There's a lot Long scene in the documentary where she's going through the mail that she they sent her, inviting her to the inaugural. That's golden ball. embossed, right? Like, <laughs> oh, that's the I seal. My day, right? But what I thought about this Facebook screenshot was, uh, I was like, that is so fucking annoying. Like, if I read that, I would be like, oh my god, it's like those people that are like, we're all one race, the human race. People, <laughs> we shouldn't see deal color. with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel yeah. suppressed as a woman, right? And the right. thing is, I've like, never seen misogyny. I actually saw that comment one time. There yeah. is no. My favorite is there is no patriarchy. Which, by the way, I feel like such a jerk when I mention patriarchy to. Any woman who disagrees with me, like, no, I don't feel right. I don't, I don't, I think Me Too is bullshit. <laughs> and that's happened a few times. Where there's I'm nothing like, more well, patriarchal. What like, do I, no, there is yeah, a patriarchy. What do I say? Yeah. I'm not going to be like, no. But, but I think this, this movie is essentially a microcosm of what maybe some of us in this room, but also listeners, what some of you must go through with family members. You know, your mom your aunt, your uncle, your grandpa, as a whole person who is lovely and has good and great qualities and some not so good and great qualities. Mm -hmm. And they're the same thing. And there's such a contingent, especially that's loud on the internet, that makes you want to pick a side. And like, we're in a culture war and you got to, it's all or nothing. And if you alienate all your relatives at Thanksgiving because you're against Trump, then do it. It's like, no. It's not life. And and I liked that. I liked seeing that comment and then seeing who she was behind that because I was like, this is a really annoying comment but like most women in their 50s commenting on Facebook like it's generally a well-meaning thing that millennials take to be a a political stance one way or the other right yeah. like all these or comments like I meant see, to offend and right I, like I don't want to dismiss deaf. yeah casual racism as being okay because I think we should still call it racism but like mm-hmm. when you see like little comments where you're like ah you know that person is not like the face of Nazi America. Like, that person's just, like, somebody's grandma who, like, kind of has opinions, but, like, they're based on nothing. And, like, if she talked to, like, one black person, she'd change her mind. Like, because she's just a Well, and of course, too, like, this isn't their whole personality (laughs) what I've seen Right, right, yeah. And I I was surprised at how well the documentary did. 
about helping you kind of like Shonda and see Shonda beyond uh, her stage persona and her political persona and her funny persona and everything. And almost a little too far. I I was wondering if you would play the clip where her friends are talking about her. (laughs) You feel like her friends hate her. (laughs) And yes, she's always been loud. (laughs) She was loud when she was singing. She was loud when she was walking down the hall. She was loud at my house when my mother and dad were sleeping in the next room and we were giggling and laughing. And I mean, my mother would come in the door going, Shonda, you have to be quiet. We have to go to sleep. Okay! <laughs> so it would work for a few minutes. My mother's back in. Shonda, you have to be quiet. Sometimes when she was around, we just wish she wasn't around. So I've known this for <laughs> years. Smother her with my little pillow. <laughs> because you can't help but like her. You know, even if she is loud. <laughs> and then that other guy goes off on it too. Mm-hmm. That other Matt, Matt else goes on it. Some that dude is like, oh, Mark Lowry. Yeah. Oh, oh my I gosh, like when she yeah. uses her oh, inside that voice. Mark, that's not Mark oh, Lowry from I YouTube. I couldn't stand that guy. Uh, I don't know. He's no, been sorry, a Christian okay. comedian, and okay. he's in his fifties. So I yeah. think it's a different guy. But uh, <laughs> let, let's let's ask this question too. Do you think, even though you're not the target demo, you're not the primary audience? Do you think she's a good comedian? Do you think she's funny? I think she's a little hacky a lot of the time. Uh-huh. There were points that I was laughing. There were points where I was laughing a lot. I think yeah. she's super talented. I think she's too. I think if the she's material's not all the way there, yeah. and sometimes it is jokes like, uh, wait. I, the down dog one? <laughs> oh, I, I labeled this literally pull up to the table joke. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is based on too. the time uh, Caroline. I and- went to a clean comedy show one time with my family, and one guy is like, whole shtick was how he works out, but he doesn't. So he's like, yeah. I love to do pull-ups. I pull up to the table and eat. And I was just like, ah! So this is her version. My exercise is getting up from the couch, going to the refrigerator, and going back to the couch. That's one. I do know yoga. The only yoga I know is the downward dog that poops in my front yard. Now, I will say, she talks about shit more than I thought she would in her act. There's a lot of shit. My favorite joke that she did is the widows just for women and spiders yeah. <laughs> i mean that's i was like that's good. not a joke that's the thing. even when the material is there or isn't there i should say i think her skill and execution of it like i think her execution is really good and yeah. i was trying to gauge if i thought she was funny or not because i don't really laugh out loud i just like acknowledge that it was a solid joke <laughs> like it's, uh, during any stand-up that is really funny. yeah exactly that is funny. that's funny it's not like i laid yeah. him down at walmart <laughs> oh, I mean, there's awesome. a few. Or when she was doing oh, crowd work with the God. one dude in the crowd. One man saying, Amen. Look, you're not even supposed to be here. Grizzly <laughs> Adams, when you go. She, this yeah, kind of bummed look, me out. He looks like, like a, one, a, one, one of the, one of the, the, the Duck Dynasty, Dynasty people. people. Isn't that precious? <laughs> Isn't that oh, precious? I think it's like her catchphrase. Well, is you need a that pair precious. of scissors. <laughs> oh my gosh. The whole time I was out. watching this, I was thinking of John Early's uh, show, The Characters on yes. Netflix, where he does a Christian female comedian. Yeah. I'm going to find my denim. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think um, there's another 
Christian female stand-up that he's doing a tank on. That's not Shonda. I was kind of bummed out when she was talking about the one guy that came to her show. Because she says this in another album that I was listening to on Spotify. Like, oh, it just cracks me up when men come to my show. Like, I can't believe that they would come here. And you know this is a this is for girls' night or something. Y'all a bunch of like, cucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like... Don't uh, don't sell yourself short. Like she just assumed no men would want to come and hear her do jokes because it's all for women or something. And I was like, well, and I no. think I it's think funny too, if the- it was any other non-Christian female comedian who didn't want men at her show, I feel like I would be like, yeah, fuck it, keep men out. <laughs> yeah, but you that's not the tone. Don't need their Hers isn't, I don't Hers need is like It's a, more of like you wouldn't enjoy yeah, this, this unless is- you. Yeah, it's totally like uh, these jokes are for for us gals. Domestic stuff. Yeah, for girl time. I think that speaks to a macro issue too Mm. of the stature that she has in this, you know, subgenre of a world, albeit, is pretty staggering. Even thinking about how difficult it is for women at all to, you know, advance in comedy Mm -hmm. that's secular, doing it in the ultra patriarchal Bible bell and navigating that and doing and playing the Beth Moore game of like, well, I'm only going to, so I think when she calls out men and stuff, there's some where it's like, Oh, don't gender your, you know, your audience and sell it short by making it exclusive. But then there is also some self-preservation prior work there too, where it's mm-hmm. like, Oh no, there shouldn't be guys here because uh, I'm only for women. I'm only going to like do these huge crowds of women. So the men uh, don't get don't nervous. Get worried. Yeah. I think yeah. so. We're sort yeah. of Mark Lowry's for the bros and Shonda's for well, the but girls. Mark and- Lowry toured with Shonda. Like he brought her in, yeah, yeah. So he respected her enough to do it. So yeah, I'd say actually Mark Lowry is toppling the patriarchy. <laughs> and that's the first and last Mark, time. And Mark Lowry, Mark that. Lowry push, pushed a brick off the patriarchy. <laughs> Just a small brick, like kind of yeah. by accident. He like knocked yeah. like whoops. Mark Lowry bumped into the patriarchy. He blew a twig off Ooh, the darn patriarchy. It. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. There's a few jokes I really thought were funny, and the, because she does, to her credit, I think this is something you have to do too when you're working that circuit. Is not only is it just jokes, but then. Also, guys, let's talk about the serious stuff. Let's talk and, about how to yeah. save my life. But oftentimes, it's just that. And it's like, you know, your standard first draft altar call sort of stuff. But then she also talks about clinical depression. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. And dealing yeah. with death. And you take your glasses off and drive home. Yeah. yeah. Like when she, when she says people, great. well, she had some woman say, like, you shouldn't tell people to take medication for your depression because it makes your faith look weak. Yeah. And she said, take yeah, your glasses, yeah. take off, your and glasses off and drive yeah, home. Yeah. I loved how she was very open about how she had grief and then grief turned into depression and depression turned into this. And now she has medication. She's like, go to therapy. It's amazing. And I don't know. A lot of Christians don't have a great track record with mental health issues and are just like prayed away basically. So I thought that was so powerful that she, from the stage, this woman that everyone is admiring is like, no, go to therapy. It's good. And that's not weak of you or anything. Especially too. You see her talking to, uh, there's, they show shots of what must oh be like gosh. a standard Q and A, you know, during the show or at yeah. the end of the show. But then also she talks to a bunch of people afterwards, and they say, "My husband died, my sister died." The my first son thing died. they say to her, yeah, they go give her a hug, thank her for the show, and said, "My, I am just a widow for." Can you imagine the emotional weight she must go home with every day? I was thinking if, about that. After I was your like, show, I hope someone's taking care of her. Everyone's telling you about their grief. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. that is a ministry, honestly, that she's even I was there thinking, helping people in their grief. I was like, that's amazing. I was thinking that while I was watching her, too, because I was like, oh, my God. I would, I, it would be like you get to a point where you just are saying the same things, but you have to make sure that the sincerity is still there. Yeah. Even though you're like, I've said these words so many times tonight. Been like, there. Uh, right. <laughs> just like, I'm yeah, so yeah, sorry. I'm I so know. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I think oh, part sad. of her does mean it. But man, you must be exhausted after yeah. a certain point. So you're just like, uh, keep on trucking. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. So just I think. I think in terms of craft, I think she's undeniably good. Even yeah. when the material's kind of like, men are like this, and women yeah. are like this, and pull up to the table. Or <laughs> One of the funny rules, I will say, was no mixed bathing, which I thought meant you can't take a bath with your cousin. <sighs> what? I later on realized that you can't go swimming with the opposite sex because you'll get pregnant. <laughs> that is true. Do you know how long you have to stand at the edge of the ocean waiting for every man to get out of the Atlantic? (laughs) That's funny. funny. And it's probably (laughs) a good thing that we didn't because the culottes would have killed us anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I found to be, and again, this is our insulated bubble, but this created in me the most cognitive dissonance because I've literally never seen something like this before in our current landscape is... Not footage of the president, but the score playing under footage of the president was like a bouncy life insurance commercial on the radio. Wait, did they show? Listen to this. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I, Donald John Trump. There's a ukulele. I. There's a ukulele. I forgot about that. Like, like she's doing a Squarespace ad or something. <laughs> A ball gown, which I've never uh, Airbnb is had a, a new place to go on vacation. So yeah, oh, yeah, it's every travel resort, but the idea. That's so funny. And I was just like, whoa! Because <laughs> I thought it might be an apolitical documentary or, oh, she did the inauguration. And, and again, like a lot of people, I think Bono went to the White House when President yeah. W. Bush was there. And even if you think he's a crap president, it's not like, how could you? Possibly, yeah. I yeah. guess she could with one. Although I thought stuff. it was a relatively, it was actually relatively a political documentary. It's pretty neutral, even though she did go to the inauguration. They really showed that it was like this is just something fun I'm doing for my career. Like it yeah. didn't seem like she was like I just love Donald Trump and he's going to make this country better. Right, and I'm doing. Well, this I think she does love Donald Trump, but the way she I framed so too, it in the do- in the documentary was. Uh, you know, a lot of people have feelings about him and I will never get this opportunity again. Of course yeah. I'm going to go, you know? And so I was like, eh, I can see that. <laughs> I kind of feel like this is like, seeing her at the inauguration is almost like a line of people and just like everybody steps out of the way and then at the end it's just Shonda Pierce, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, like that is what that her? says to me is like, A, we couldn't get anybody else to do this. But then B, like, if we have to... (laughs) That is the sad truth of it. I was their last choice to get the inaugural ball. And I was so honored. But then it's like, instead of, like, getting, like, a, like, D or perhaps even, like, H or G list comedian, (laughs) they were like, you know what? We're just going to, like, scrap anybody who's remotely mainstream or famous Google and conservative just top comedian. of the Christian list. Right to the, exactly. <laughs> top of the Christian list. Well, they know their audience. And I will say, I think that I've seen a lot of bad stuff on the internet. I think one of the darker things I've seen on the internet was perousing 
the comment section of Shonda Pierce's Facebook. Were they page. cool? Wait, what were you What were you doing to the comment section? I parousing. Parous is that on a word? <laughs> it might not be a word. I like parousing. So I mean, there's the posts that are just like it. It's every. It's every racist mom's Facebook page, but she just happens to be a Christian comedian. I was sending you screen caps of like. A uh, girl yells at the Parkland students walking out of the thing. Oh, yeah. And like praising. Yeah. This or, or, is stuff that Shonda posted. This is stuff that Shonda posted on her personal account, but on her like comedian pa fan page. Right. Or like Michelle Wolf. Oh, Sarah Sanders, an apology. That, that was the wildest one, was like, because Michelle Wolf went on Seth Myers and she's like, oh, yeah, Sarah Sanders loved my set. She called me the next day. Obviously, joking, right? <laughs> and then. There was a fake Sarah Huckabee Sanders Facebook account that said, I did not call her. I did. This is not... So that didn't happen. That was all fake. Michelle Wolf made a joke about something that obviously didn't happen. Then a fake Facebook account pretending to be Sarah Sanders said, that didn't happen. And then Shonda, Shonda reposted Pierce. saying like, lies. This woman's full of lies. See? And Sarah oh, Sanders is a great woman. God. Blah, 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 blah. Aww. So it's like, girl, I thought you were at least... You know, police could like, oh, see the humor in this. Clearly, Michelle Wolf's being ironic in this dumb yeah. interview with Seth Meyers and stuff like that. Like, the more I scrolled, and then the more I was looking through her face. And to her credit, she posted uh, a couple weeks ago a Christian author, speaker, Beth Moore, posted this really lovely open letter. And she's not even someone who's egalitarian. She's pretty complimentarian. But she talked about how she's had to navigate this really tough world of speaking at churches mm -hmm. and evangelical culture and how she's been not assaulted or verbally or physically abused, but just consistently marginalized. Just talked down people. to yeah, ignore all the yeah. time. Uh -huh. All yeah. the time. All the time. And so she reposts this, Shonda does, this great layer that we were looking yeah, at independently. Yeah. And then her her comments and her fans were like, this is a little disappointing because Beth Moore believes in forgiveness for everyone but President Trump. Because she, because Beth Moore has spoken against Trump, like this is insane. What are we doing? This is right. nuts. Yeah. And, but and, and so, so they were like going off on like, Shonda. How about dare it? you, Shonda, for reposting this? Beth Moore's full of hate, and and oh. you know, even Shonda was like, I, "Way down a gray on Trump, me and Beth Moore." But I thought she had a lot of good things to say. I'm sure Shonda wow. has had her share of that stuff too. How I can you not? Of course, I can't imagine in a regular society, which is starting to forget the thousands of years that they have believed that women are inferior to men mm -hmm. in a regular society i get condescended to and um but like uh, like non-stop non-stop from the most well-meaning people just condescended to how could you not right in a culture where women are not necessarily always seen as inferior but you know but separate not spheres allowed to be pastors sometimes right. or yes. not allowed yeah. to it's separate you know how could you not encounter totally. that that yeah. it, i'm sure it happens all the time i mean it's like Making me angry just thinking about it. I know it makes me angry too. And I think the the only <laughs> that makes the, me want to go off the I most. Know. I know there's a lot of hashtag church <laughs> too. Rage building up here. I will say Get the a cookie girls. The <laughs> most. Yeah, let's take a cupcake break. You uh, guys. Girls, can you calm down with some chocolate or something? <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Is that how I was coming on? No, no, no. I did it to myself. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, the, I think the most explicitly like political moment in it was when it slightly implicitly or maybe explicitly played into white persecution narratives, which is the idea which gave rise to this cultural moment we're in where there are people who are cisgender, straight 
white men and women who believe that they are the most persecuted people mm-hmm. in the world. So I put it on my Facebook. I am going to the inaugural ball. I'm so excited. I guess love of Jesus has nothing to do with how much you bash somebody on the internet. Because my Lord, did I get the backlash. My manager told me I had lost 1,000 followers that decided to not follow me on my Facebook anymore. But I gained over 20-something thousand. And in this country, I've gotten to a place where we can't discuss anymore. It's all about being disgusted, not discussing. And, and that's sad. That's a tweet. Isn't it funny? You can have 10 people at the end of the concert tell you how great it was, and you have that Listen one that goes, well, I was offended when you said such and such. And that will ring in your ear, you know, because... Because it gave Satan just a little bit of fuel. So I think the the giveaway there is her saying someone will come up and say they were offended by something. Because once again, people being offended is an and triggered. Well, actually, though, culture. when I heard that, I was like, oh, someone was probably offended that she talked about poop on stage or something. Or like well, some like... Church lady stereotype. No, and, like, and I, How it's probably something yeah. stupid or inconsequential like that. Mm-hmm. But the idea of offense, yeah, and the, it's. Just, uh, I know, and I don't. I'm, again, I, I don't I'm want this to be Shonda the easy. I'm more on side of like I think it, she probably people get offended just because she dares to make fun of things that you, are a little sacred or something. You know what, not I, because, what I did like that she said in that is she said I guess loving Jesus has nothing to do with how much you bash people on Facebook, which I thought was kind of, that's the first thing she says. Yes, loving Jesus, Jesus has nothing, nothing to do. <laughs> She's saying all my Christian followers are yeah. just yeah. fucking owning me oh. so hard right now. <laughs> Wait, you know what? The first time I heard that, I thought she was saying, I probably misinterpreted that. I thought she was saying, I guess the fact that I love Jesus doesn't protect me from being bashed. No, I think it but was. that makes more sense. No, yeah. Oh, it, you guys are Christians meant. except for in the Facebook comments. Yeah, yeah. except. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, she's almost agreeing with us of like, oh, simply because we have differing political beliefs, you have charged my whole person with yeah. being wrong and awful and whatever. Well, I, I just, Facebook is such a, just a, Facebook is bad today. Facebook is so <laughs> bad. Join good Christian fans, our Facebook group. <laughs> but please, type up in the comments. <laughs> but it's I think so bad because it just fuel it fuels this whole thing of sharing these articles like that are the misinformation that, and well, arguing. And, and I think people got, play into their side so much more than they would, so much more unrelentingly, so much without relenting (laughs) so much more intensely than they would in person in a normal conversation if you were trying to defend and also the other thing is like I can argue like 25% of my beliefs like really hardcore like like the rest of them I'm like (laughs) the rest of them I'm like yeah you have the data to back it up yeah the rest of them I'm kind of like the rest of them I'm like "I, I don't think the poor people should have hard lives uh, I guess that maybe socialism's the answer. I don't really know. That's but Just like kind of fill that in, right? Yeah. But then there, are, you know, more. There are a few of them that I could like really go toe to toe with somebody on. And I think that's a lot of like whenever I'm in a Facebook. I've only been in like two Facebook arguments ever, okay? But it's just people Googling stuff and then being like, there's a fact. You know, like in in person, you can't do that. You would be like, "Uh, I guess. I think that what you're saying is right. You know, it's not like we can actually. And, you know, sharing those like fake news art, like article, like fake Sarah Sanders page things. Mm -hmm. Like in real life, like I really do believe that a lot of better things would happen. Yeah. Crush the ending. Agreed. (laughs) The end. 
Well, we should wrap up. There is one thing, (laughs) there is one political moment that I think we can all agree on is good and right in the the documentary. What's different now from two and a half years ago? I have a gun. (laughs) (laughs) That second. Oh, I think what's different is just the raw... Um, Caroline, I have to show you the. Well, I'll show you the video after this. The video okay. I took of that. Of you just zooming into I her. Zoom oh, on my face. No, 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 no not no, on no. yours. On, on her face. I sent it to Kevin earlier because as soon as she said that. Oh, I wanted to say that when I called Kevin was because they dropped that little bomb about her dad just molesting girls. Yeah. And then I thought when she went to that funeral home, I thought she was visiting her dad. Okay, I did too because there was a weird energy between them. And, and then I was like, wait, no, her dad's I, Oh, yeah, dead, let's, let's recap this so it's clear for the listener. Oh, there's so there's a sit-down interview with Shonda and two of her friends. Uh, again, it's a it's a mayonnaise squad if I've ever oh, seen one. Oh, a lot one. of beige, soft cashmere. A lot of high but boots. But they're sweet people. I, oh, sure. They love her. And, but, well, but they kind of like her. There's I think one, they hate her a little bit. There's too. one very strange moment mm-hmm. where one of the women talks about, oh, Shonda's dad was like showing her something. I didn't clip it out because it's such a bummer. But Shonda's dad was like, oh, I'm like collecting stamps. I'm putting them in a book. And He's like, you want to come sit on my lap and see? And then they they alluded to in this kind of lighthearted, easygoing yeah, like, documentary. Oh, he did that to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like, I was 17 at the time, so it was definitely weird. So they hinted at the idea of like that maybe Shauna's dad was a sexual abuser. Well, and, if, and they lead into it with she had a hard life or said there's a lead in that's Yeah, they were saying too. none of us knew how bad, how it, bad was it was with, with her dad. dad yeah. But they didn't go into it. Then they never that. go into that it. That was what was so, uh, you know, just from an editing perspective, nuts about it. Because it's like, if you're going to go into it, go, go into, into it, it rather than just uh-huh. like. You know, the, sprinkle a little fuel on the fire and make us like have to get because what then the happened? only thing that we have of that is Shonda sort of uncomfortably responding to her friend yeah. bringing this up on camera. Yes, yeah. and, and, and like Shonda's you said, like, oh, like, I didn't know that. And he's like, whoa, wait, but they left it in the documentary. I she think says she that? says something like, oh, I think I, she did says, he do that to you? I don't remember, but that's I think she like says it. something like, oh. They ask her something like, "Did you know that?" And she seemed like, to well, know a little yeah. bit, and she it's like, to know. well, the embarrassing stuff. It, it's always oh, embarrassing yeah. when that stuff kind of comes Leads out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so Shonda Pierce made the decision to leave this in the document. Uh, it, that was just like a baffling that, editing. I thought thing. so too. I thought mm-hmm. so too, and I actually thought that it was weird that I'm pulling up a photo mm-hmm. just because I don't want to um it's an iphone 6 so it's taken a really long time nice. um i just don't want to smear her name oh i thought it was weird that mary beth labariar <laughs> which she sent me a screen cap of that and said gazoot height <laughs> uh mary beth labariar i thought she seemed like the kind of person that would just say that and not really know the consequence that it was going to have in that setting don't you think like that's yeah. wildly speculative oh mary beth is for sure the loose cannon of that yeah group. where she's like i'm just saying things not really thinking about mary like, beth is like the oldest friend right the one yeah, who's like yeah, yeah. mad at her for playing candy crush on their movie okay, night i wrote that down <laughs> i wrote that down because because she the way she pitched into that for me was like almost like she was like explaining like it was like she was explaining Chandra's like artistic tendencies, you know, like well, I think she's she a little talking, different. I think she than was the rest trying to us. also talk about Shonda's depression and how it affects them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went, she catches herself because she said, "Oh, we're we're on a movie night, you know, and Shonda's on her phone playing Candy Crush." 
And, you know, I was about to say, Shonda, we're here for you. I mean, Shonda, we're here for each other. Be with us. Yeah, yeah. it was almost like... <laughs> We came here for your depressed ass. Like, right. how dare you? you know, <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny. It wasn't like it was game night. And it's like, hey, although they did show a lot of fun footage of them playing wow. categories. But it was like, <laughs> I love hey, categories. I love it too, TBD, uh, TBH. Uh, <laughs> but it was just like, we're watching a movie. So it's like, get off that screen. Get on this screen. <laughs> I know. Watch yeah, this yeah. screen with us. Uh, but anyway, I mean. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking oh, about yeah. possible molestation. Mm, yeah. Mm. There were a lot of moments where Shonda, I don't know, was very, very candid about stuff that I would not be candid about in my own documentary that I appreciated. Yeah, oh, can I, I can agree. I play a clip yeah, that I please, think you might yeah. be referring to? Yeah. Maybe. I was blessed with a great man for 31 mm-hmm. years. And yes, we had our struggles like any other marriage, especially a marriage that's a wife that travels all the time and a husband who's struggling with addiction. We had our struggles, but we had 31 years that were pretty stinking awesome. I feel like that was my turn. That was my my chance and my moment. And I don't know that that will ever come again. Um, and to tell you the truth, I'm at the place in my life, I'm not sure I deserve that. Oh. I'm not sure if I deserve that. It is I break your heart. <laughs> Gut-wrenching. Gut-wrenching of that was my turn and that's it. Which it's uh, like maybe, maybe not, but, but also maybe. like deserve is such a harsh word there so too cuz like It's not very grace oriented. I've heard people say like, you know, I'm happy with the relationship I had. I don't need to have that again. Mm-hmm. Like I loved my husband, but to be like I'm not worthy of that again is mm-hmm. Oof. So sad. Yeah. Well, especially when the whole motif and title of the documentary is about your self-worth and how it's not Being found enough. in this and this or that yeah. or your identity or who I am when I come home versus who I am on stage. And her just kind of dropping that bomb. I feel like that part didn't quite get resolved. Well, well like, I think that's what the of... movie was an answer to was this feeling oh, okay. that she's describing of like, I I do comedy and I go home to my empty home and my comedy life isn't fulfilling and I don't think S- I deserve Sounds right. And she's like in my this all tracks. <laughs> and in my deepest, darkest parts of my heart, I think I don't deserve another nice husband. Right, right, and I right. don't deserve <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, please, that makes me too sad. Um, and 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 so that's why I actually really connected with the message that she gave at the end of this movie, which is so much of uh, Christianity is thinking if I get to enough Bible studies or if I'm good enough, he'll stop drinking for me because I'm worth it and all this stuff. But I, I had to realize like I'm enough and sometimes it's not about yeah. me and it's okay. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was one part that actually I we like talked about like for a split second earlier. I think it was in the trailer when she when she talks about like, you know, I didn't think about all the things that I was putting on my husband making him mm-hmm. making him feel like he had to make me feel better all the time you know how hard would that have been and on my first the first thought I had was like oh god like you can't your husband didn't drink because of you like you can't yeah. ha- you can't feel yeah. that way with my second thought was like I actually think that's healthy I think that's super healthy to not put your insecurities on someone else because we're, we're, we're so taught this idea of like two halves make a whole, right? But like a good right. relationship is two holes. Two holes come together. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> two holes 
Come together right. over right. and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jewels. <laughs> that's uh that is that's how lesbians have sex. We, we didn't know until Put right the holes now. Together. They slap them together just Damn, like we're doing. That's inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of but, yeah, but I one of them lays right. on the ground and another jumps from the second story. Over and over. Yeah. Maybe yeah. on like a bungee system. Exactly. Yep. Oh, nice. But shout but out I, to Caroline's mom. Who's a listener? Uh, uh, but yeah, to your mom. point, I think you're right too. And my first thought also was like, "Geez, uh, husband, give her something, you know, to work with." But <laughs> well, also, he's dead, like, so he can't. He, he but. can't. Yeah. But um, <laughs> by the way, I thought her material of losing his grave was really funny. Oh, that, oh, that, that was, was really, really funny. Good. That cracked yeah. me up. Was I was funny. like, "That is so dark and so funny." <laughs> that was so and funny. So then they came out to clear the little area better and put grass seed and get the <laughs> grass to grow. And while they were out there, they moved that little teeny tiny temporary marker. <laughs> You can feel the discomfort of her audience a little bit. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, are you laughing at that? She just walked out there and went, oh, shoot. <laughs> you know she said shit. <laughs> Molly. <laughs> He's kind of to the left of that tree right there. And <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Put rods in the ground poking around. That's so funny. Body. But to your point, yes, like. I think you're right. And your spouse should be very affirming and like help you out and support you, of course, and like do everything they can. But also you're right. Like they can't be the sole person. And she talks about how I put that on my kids. I put that on my husband. Everyone was there to support me and make me feel okay. And that was like too much pressure on them. And I think that the, uh, and not to get, not to be hokey, but I think that like if you're looking for an outside answer to to fill that in it's just never going to happen like nothing else is ever going to be enough to to make you feel complete like it really mm-hmm. is although i did I, was it on this podcast that did tybee just say something about like i'm pretty sure that yeah it was on the last episode where she'd said something about like for depressed people it's hard to hear that you have to love yourself before you can love somebody oh, else. Oh, yeah, before right. you're, you'll be able to be in a relationship. Right. Yeah. But I think that, like, I... So my younger brother, like, got into... Um, he was in an abusive relationship um, with somebody who was really severely mentally ill. And by no fault of her own, he became he became her caretaker, you mm-hmm. know? And that was because she didn't have a support system and she wasn't on medication and, and it was horrible for him. And so I think there's a difference between loving yourself entirely and being a perfect whole person that's not what I'm talking about at all I think that but I do think that like you know for me with my mental illness like I need someone to support me but I also need to make sure that um, I'm taking care of myself and I'm not relying on somebody else to fix my mental illness because that is not somebody else's responsibility you know I mean Mm -hmm. or to entirely lean on them to like right keep me together exactly Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah I know. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> she kind of went into that stuff, and Anne was so candid about the problems with her husband and his addiction. And there were some points where I felt a little icky about her talking about her daughter and how it's so sad for Shonda that her daughter left. And I was like, well, there's probably more to this story here. Right, right. You I certainly so weren't perfect, mom. I'm that sure. Was, yeah, that was the only part that that felt. Kind like of... I don't buy this as your victim story. It's interesting because I actually did think there. I feel like there's a thing sometimes that happens, and this is just a, I think a, a sub like a side effect of maybe pride. You know, because it's really hard to get away from your ego. But I feel like using God's plan to sort of 
shirk responsibility yeah. a little bit like to he'll be make like, everything good right so. exactly like i'm mm-hmm. at peace with that and i don't have to worry about whether or not i damage that relationship because <laughs> yeah. it could it's all just part of god's plan i can't right. tell you how much the idea of god's will for me personally and i'm <laughs> sure for millions of people has messed them up yeah in terms mm-hmm. of oh yeah oh shit did i miss out on god's will and was I supposed to be doing make his the plan wrong this move way? And make this wrong turn and move to the wrong city and get with the wrong person and duh, and yeah. That and, and that also being a scapegoat for any mistake. Right. As well. It goes both ways. Like God's will and whether you're Calvinist or Man or however you identify is such a tricky mm-hmm. and I would say for the for, for most of our cultural understanding, a very unhelpful idea yeah. and kind of way to understand the world. Yeah, well, because helpful. we very much, I mean, we live in a free will society. Like everything around us is structured around the idea that we mm-hmm. are in charge of our own choices mm-hmm. and that we are. So it's it's like, yeah, I feel like you said it perfectly. I think at best it's like a comfort for the things that are out of our control that go wrong. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I and I do I like it in explaining grief, right? Cuz mm-hmm. loss is like that doesn't make any sense. Unfathomable. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's just no way to wrap your head around That's it. That's not a good plan. There, yeah, <laughs> there's just like nothing that could explain yeah. that. So like if you can just if you can toss that out and be like you know, God's plan, all purpose answer. God's oh, plan, yeah. someone's it's got it's daily be... tragedy. Well, I, which she does. And at that point I was like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Like, that I please, felt the way too. It, yeah. I was like, yes, please take that embrace pull it. that cord yeah, yeah that, i don't see that as like a crutch or her being weak or anything i was just like yeah that makes a hundred percent sense to me yeah well and it's the, like i think also like for human like i have this joke that like human burial rituals are like the result of like because mice like another mouse dies and they're like i'm moving on with my life like i'm a mouse i have things <laughs> to worry there. about but like humans are like you don't see ah! mickey crying at Minnie's grave <laughs> right Wait, is Minnie dead <laughs> I loved her. I killed her. <laughs> she I had it coming. Like, oh, she, she should have listened. Humans were like, God, put them in a box because if their body decays, they'll be gone for it and yeah. we'll sing songs hide, to them. Hide, hide, them, hide them, hide them. Exactly. exactly. Uh-huh. We, we freak out. We just like lose yeah. our minds about it. And yeah. so my main point was like, it is crazy making. And, uh, and yes, and that with the kind of loss that Shonda, I think, has experienced, like, you, how do you just live a normal life after that? Like, you can't unless you give mm-hmm. that up. Like, mm-hmm. unless you just, like, this is Release out of my hands. This. I yeah. Like, this, there's, you have to make sense of it or else how are you going to go on? Totally. I don't know. Totally. Concurred. Do you guys like ballads at the end of comedy sets? Oh, my God. And the devil is in the business of convincing us that we aren't. Because Jesus died to prove to us we were enough. All right. Interview. That we were right, worth cool. yeah. dying for. Oh, they're coming back to her on stage. She's probably going to tell a joke. Oh. The years uh. had left scars. Oh. <gasps> what? The scars uh-huh. had left pain. Mufasa. How, how would he recognize me? <laughs> oh, gorgeous. That's a mom jam. She has an amazing voice. She's a gorgeous voice. I okay. couldn't believe it. Well, I knew I Can you guys imagine at the end of John Mulaney's special? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can fly. <laughs> Just going off. 
or Sarah Silverman oh. just takes the <laughs> just a dead serious. Song. Okay, so can I tell you what I thought was gonna happen when that oh, second no. lady comes out? Oh, yeah. Karen Williams. Who was kind Williams? of her tour manager? Right. But she's a singer and like, I think her opener. Well, but oh, I thought okay. that she was like, she, the way she was like nodding at her, I thought she was coming out to like cut her off and be like, thank you so much for coming tonight. <laughs> no, well, the way they shoot it too, you don't see her until she, like, they cut. She like And she's up. like, yeah. And then yeah. it turns into a duet. It's like, I whoa! <laughs> I couldn't believe that because I thought I was she was her tour manager. She's another lady. Oh my God. And they sing so, together, and we're so supposed excited. to be like, "This is so meaningful." Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, I can't. I don't know how I would react to this if I saw this. If I was there, like, I don't know what. I, I don't know what because you've been primed to laugh this whole time, and then she tags on, you know, a little sermon. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly it's like music starts. Well, but I feel like uh, if any group of people is primed for an emotional song, yeah, it's that audience. You're like, like oh, this goes. This script. they're like, this is part of what we're used to seeing. <laughs> like, yeah. this is. How performances go. Sure. Although it, you know, the one of the first things I'm thinking about now is how Tompkins, when he would do those monthly shows at Largo, Paul of Tompkins, he would do a set and be sketch and stand up and the ramble with Evan Schletter, and then at the end he would just earnestly sing Skyfall or some other. Or I remember when Gene Wilder died, he did That's a cover true. of Pure Imagination that was really uh-huh. good. So I'm saying Shonda Pierce is the Paul F. Thompson. <laughs> uh, the Christian comedy. The best of the best. Uh, well, let's get to our final thoughts oh, about man. Shonda Pierce colon enough. The way this works, Anna, is we're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast. We're sending Shonda and this documentary all the way to heaven. Or holy roast. We're going to, unfortunately, send her to hell. So let's start with you, Caroline. I was pretty enthralled by this movie. And <laughs> enthralled? Yeah, it was so fascinating. And I love, I actually just really love women like this who are just kind of like loud and crazy and funny and laugh real easy. And I will real say, hard she is not unlike your mother. That's what I was about to say. It was like a lot of it felt like watching my mom, who I adore. And my mom doesn't talk like her necessarily, but but just the irreverence and even mm-hmm. kind of the look was like a lot She's like my like mom. She's just like pure oh, joy. From, yeah. yeah. It's yes. impossible not to get caught up in it. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so I felt like a fondness for it, even on that level of like, mommy? Um, but and you said mommy to the TV I did. a bunch I said, of times. Thank you, mommy. Um, but like, mama Pierce. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You could probably be her Gosh, opener. Thank you, you so much. In the other Spotify album I was listening to, by the way, oh my they God. cranked the audience laughter up so high. Okay, there were joke. actually a couple parts in this movie where I was like, crank the audience laughter up. I was like, there were a couple of things more. where yeah. I was, I was where, like, muted. Yeah, it was so yeah. quiet. I was I, like, that's I not agree. a good look. Like, give her more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just take it from a nut, take it from the widow spider joke and just lay it over this just one. Keep it up. Um, so yeah, while I, I don't maybe necessarily agree with every sentiment she had, there was a lot that I really connected with. And there were multiple points where as I was watching it, I was just very, amazed by kind of the courage she had to share what she did, especially in her culture, in this culture of Christianity and in a world where uh, the best marriages are where you stay together and nothing, and maybe some things are wrong, but you use it for a sermon, you know, and it's, (laughs) you don't admit like he's an alcoholic and we're working on it. And sometimes I feel like I'm not enough. And, Mm -hmm. and just the way she affirmed people that were grieving after her show and in her show and how God bless her, she has made her 
comedy tour and her life essentially about comforting grieving people and trying to say the right things to them when they hear the wrong things. I don't know. There was just a lot I was like really amazed by and thought was cool. And I liked her faith. And and I really liked her message of just you're enough. And so much of life, let alone Christianity, can sometimes make you feel like you're not enough. I thought that was really cool. And I connected to it. So uh, I'm going to have a holy toast. <laughs> Did not see that coming. I didn't the see it coming either. Through. <laughs> Anna. Well, I wanted to add one thing that I that I had written down that add I didn't get it. Add it, add it, add it. <laughs> and it's about um, like two plus two. when she's talking about her sisters and how she would go to greeting card aisles and there would be all of these cards that just said "Happy Birthday, Sis" and "Merry mm-hmm. Christmas, oh, Sis," she and wished, she was so yeah. sad. She wished she could do that. And then she says something about how she goes, "But that's the way the devil works." And I was like, mm. "Through greeting cards? <laughs> <laughs> that's how the de- that's how the devil works." The greeting cards. The CEO of Hallmark. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, sometimes it was Hallmark. depression, and sometimes it was the devil. Like whatever was turning her thoughts down a bad path. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I, I mean, I like that. I like the uh, the embodiment. Of, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is the bad thing. It's I think here. you've hit on something super interesting though, because mm. to this day, I, I was at a dinner party a couple <laughs> months ago where literally the conversation was. Mental illness or demon. And I was like, mm. guys, mental. Like, I, yeah, and I'm very, mm. like, I de spiritualize stuff a lot. So I'm like, the difference is like negligible. And especially when you use that sort of language and terminology for someone who might not concur or, or share that same theology, you're not doing anything but confusing and alienating them. Mm-hmm. So if I say, oh, yeah, I think she had a demon, mm-hmm. it's like, regardless of whether that's true or not, and I personally would tend to say no. That's not going to be a good way to just do the agreed, agreed upon term. Also, and I, I would argue that if somebody has a demon, it, it that isn't mental illness. Yeah, that, yeah, it's and it's the, like it's an overlap. Yeah, it's like oh well, you know, depression's a demon. Like, what are we saying? <laughs> yeah, I think so often it is just like let me embody this idea that haunts me. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. almost like fulfilling a, a quota of like spiritual warfare that you need to yeah, I kind of like meditate how, on. They just like put it in everywhere, like. Everything was just like, that's how yeah. the devil works, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of liked that. Um, I like the idea of teeny tiny little devils hiding Little ones things. just in the <laughs> card going, hello. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hi. Hi. Pitchfork, pitchfork. Oh, these are you're really nothing. cute. <laughs> you're, not, you're worthless. You're, you're <laughs> not enough, ever Shana. love you. <laughs> it's hard because as I was watching this, like I, so many conflicting ideas about Christianity and, and white Christianity and white Southern Christianity and and the whole Trump thing and and I and I I do think that it's a kind of white privilege that I was able to watch it and see the innocence in it I, I, because I think that for a lot of, you know mm-hmm. looking at that like that it's much more insidious there's yeah. there's no people of color except for her like adopted grandchild who mm-hmm. I think is maybe half black there was one black woman that hugged her after a show oh, and okay. I took a screenshot because she <laughs> yeah. was the only one. the only one yeah and like. You know that's that has to be kind of scary to to watch this movie. So so taking all of that into account, I I thought it was worth my time. Like it, it made me think about religion and about Christianity and about Trump and and about America. And um, I'm gonna give it a holy toast. Holy yeah. toast. Holy I moly. I know. I think the trailer betrayed what this movie actually was. Like, I, I think, think so too. It was better yeah. than what the trailer Which was. Which was the bridge we need to build to heal this country. <laughs> oh. One. Over that wall. Shouts out to all the racist moms listening to this podcast. Uh, Why's it always gotta be moms, Kevin? 
I'm sure. You think th- only women can be racist? <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact that's true because the devil works through women. Mm, oh, that's shoot. True. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to all the racist daddies. Racist daddies. <laughs> racist daddies. <laughs> racist daddies. Daddies. I think Anna hits upon a really salient point, which is that for mm. three. All my points are salient. <laughs> Is that four or three honky whities in the room? It is a pretty easy thing to like. Oh, well, if you get past blah, 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 blah. Everything is complex and everything is never just one thing, purely evil or purely good. Um, but I think you could see the lack of that and the lack of that sort of consideration in movies like this. And when you have an audience that is tribal in that way, because that is a tribally white audience. In the South, where it's like, what's the racial makeup of the South? I don't think it's 95% white, as was reflected in the movie. But there's there's almost like something certainly creepy about it, if, you, if you're objective enough. And to see, and I know we joked about it, but there is something creepy about, like, here's all my friends and all my best friends, and it's all... Mm-hmm. And at the same time, women. sort of also, like, portraying that message of, like, we're harmless, innocent people who just want to be able to support Trump in a Go free country and, and like, you know, yeah. look at us. Like, we're humans, you know, like, while still, like, knowing there are no black people in this movie, there are no people of color in your life, like, there's, and, like, <laughs> the history of the South, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little eerie. There's something. Sure. Although, I do want to be totally transparent and say, again, this is the easy conversation to have on social media, on podcasts, and be like, where's all the POC? And it's like, well, who are my closest friends? Right. And who are who do I know that I love deeply on a daily basis? Sure. That's trans, that's queer, that's black, that's Hispanic, that like is affected by this, and how much of this is just me posturing in some sort of like vacant way. Right. All that being said, I think that you could give it a roaster toast either way. I'm going to give it a toast because I do believe that what she's done is truly difficult. There is some, there's a lot of tribalism, a lot of preaching to the choir, but she's funny, she's talented, and emphasizing those things and making inroads of those in those communities of like, let's talk about depression, let's mm-hmm. deal with death, even like talking frankly about death and not just like harps in heaven and clouds in that sort of way is still pretty radical. Radical, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a lot of conversation in that sort of way. So I will give it a holy toast. It was a unanimous a holy night. toast. I cannot believe we have a toast Shana trinity. What a night. Enough gets a toast <laughs> wow. trinity. Guys. Amazing. Uh, yeah, what a shock. Which, this movie was good. <laughs> can't wait to see it. Uh, I can see how, how many Oscar noms it gets. This is truly the song I thought we'd be, we'd, we'd be singing by the end of this song, this show. I will never be enough. <laughs> never be enough. All right, but we're not the final word on this. You're the final word, dear listeners. You gotta be careful when you dab because that you can't tell the listeners that I just dabbed. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's our secret special He's thing. <laughs> Go we'll ahead, cut it out. We'll cut it out. Start your thing. Thank then. you, thank you, thank you. <gasps> Oh, and we're back from not dabbing. Um, you can <laughs> go to at Christian Funpon on Twitter. You can give it a holy roaster toast or put it in the space in between if you want to. So get out there and... Pokemon, go to the poll. I just realized how much Shonda must hate that. 
Oh uh, no, because remember she said she said, well, they told me I can't say anything about Trump or Bernie or no, or no nothing about, about Hillary, Hillary or, or Bernie. Bernie, which was surprisingly classy. Yeah, for his inaugural ball, they were like, yeah. oh, you no, can't tease so Donald, too. you can't tease anyone else. I was like, cool. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> and this was recorded long enough. It's you because know, they knew nobody would be watching, right? And they said, we booked this really funny comedian, Michelle Wolf. She's doing our White House correspondence next year. You know, you guys are going to be great. You guys compliment each other really well. (laughs) And we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. <laughs> I wish Shonda were here. She She'd know the, what to say. She'd sing the hell out of that song. Well, I, wish, maybe, I wish that Shonda would take over this podcast. Maybe we'll listen to it again at <laughs> hey. the end. Hey. And just let That's us fair. be guests on it. It is toxic that a white man still has... A, the ability to host a podcast in 2018, I will say. It's I also, bad. I also would like to, I'd like to see the percentage of of time that Kevin talks versus everybody else you have Ooh, on this podcast. Oh, shit. Well, here, I'd like actually, a Bechdel, Bechdel let, test. Let me, uh, let me pitch this as a possible Patreon episode. <laughs> you know, in light of the current era we're in. Which I agree with. That's what I love from people who are like literally hate women, which I agree with. I'm all for diversity. But I was thinking, what if we did on a second service episode, a preemptive castration? So we cut off the old dick and balls, record it on second service. And then that way everyone's like, what's he going to do? I mean, they're like that already. But even more so, it'll be like, don't worry it's Kindle City down there I think there. we'll have to cut off your hands and your eyeballs as well yeah, those are problems fair. those are problem that's areas that's they're fair. also they're phallic and they we are could... f- you have ten phallics <laughs> yeah oh, and no. two balls yeah <laughs> two testicles for eyes those, the testicles are like the second set of balls <laughs> I guess the toes gotta go too <laughs> Oh man! Probably your teeth too, because if I squint, I can see like oh, a little yeah. thing. Uh, okay. Well, um, again, <laughs> I want to be agreeable here, 
and say, let's do it, I don't want to be an baby. asshole. So. I, I don't. I don't want to be yeah. a jerk. Oh, speaking of asshole, gotta go. Gotta <laughs> go. We're going to stitch I? it shut. Yeah. We might do just some... Uh, Is this preferable to death? plaster it over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, we could smooth it out. First. <laughs> smooth it out. Have you ever Sand heard of a... Seamless. Yeah, it's going to be flush. You guys ever seen a one-man human centipede? <laughs> Cause let's Stuffing make your one. Own to your own yeah, that's right. Well, on that note, let's uh, wow. <laughs> let's uh, you know get into a time of worship. <laughs> We're not doing a second segment. We ran long. Our, our our conversation about Shonda was too fruitful. Too good. Too good. Anna, on this show, we don't plug our projects or plug ourselves and promote our stuff. We lift it up, and by that I mean we say what projects we're working on <laughs> what we're enjoying in secular culture mm-hmm. but we take it to the lord we or the devil if you serve the dark lord <laughs> you can do that too <laughs> i help <laughs> my impression of the devil is just michael jackson <laughs> that's going not good. <laughs> that's not what i mean to do i was just doing like a little teehee of a devil caroline what do you want to lift up i have just finished listening to a Gimlet podcast called The Habitat, which was about a, a group of people who went to mimic what a Mars mission would be like. So they went and lived in a tiny dome, six people in Hawaii, and they couldn't leave it for a year. Nonfiction? Nonfiction. These are real people Whoa. that went and did this, like to train to see what would happen if you sent people like this, which would be a year, you know. Wow. flight to Mars basically yeah. um, and they call it high seas and they're doing it again and again but this was the first group and so this uh, recorder or the reporter was able to send a recorder with this group and kind of had them relay like how it was going and it's a very good social experiment it's really interesting Ooh. and one of them falls in love with each other it's great one um, of them falls in love with each other well they both, <laughs> no, they both fall in love I won't spoil it too much though but uh, it was, it was really fascinating <laughs> I won't Oops, I hear you. <laughs> Have another cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more. <laughs> that's what the devil's always saying to me. I know. That's the voice I hear in my head every time I go to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> every time I open a greeting card. Krispy Kreme is Have the another devil. cookie. And uh, you can lift me up at Caroline's Farts on at, Twitter and Instagram. At Caroline's Farts. <laughs> I'm listening to a podcast I believe it's called The History of Mathematics. And I think I'm like several years behind. I think it's like from 2012 or something. But I just found it. And it's a BBC4 podcast. It's about the history of math. I'm really enjoying it. It's really short episodes. Super interesting. And I'd like to recommend that. Has it changed how you're studying physics right now? Or Bible math? Um, It has. (laughs) It definitely has. Because I understand math personally so much better when I know why we need it and what we're going to use it for. And so mm-hmm. learning the history of it and why it was invented and how it was invented is mm-hmm. super helpful. Heck yeah. And where can people find you online? Oh, um, you can find me on Twitter at Anna Train, which is A-N-N-A underscore train. Nice. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Choo-choo. at Anna A-N-N. Oh, that was the conductor. <laughs> Here we go. Straight down. <laughs> One way. No return. <laughs> Uh, and on Instagram, I'm at Anna, A-N-N-A underscore Lori, L-O-R-E. No part of my name is phonetic. So, <laughs> so all you Quaker shakers close. and history makers out there, go follow Anna. Bring your baby maker. Mm. No, don't leave her alone. Not to That's my Instagram. That's kind of the opposite <laughs> yeah. message I want to send. I only want Ken Hall followers. <laughs> hey, you got one. 
got one. You can lift me up while you still can at Kevin T. Porter. <laughs> I want to lift up uh, a book called Twilight of the Gods by Stephen Hyden. It's about classic rock and dad rock and whether it should even exist or not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he's a good writer. I like him. He's one of my favorite music writers. Uh, and you can lift up the show at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Join the Facebook group. Leave us a review on iTunes. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to Mothers, mothers to, to mothers. mothers. That's right. Don't forget the moms. Call your moms. Everybody. Call your moms. Give her a call. I hung up on my mom to do this podcast. If you're lucky Anna's enough to have a mom to call, give her a call. Give her a little ring a ding ding. <laughs> or hang up on her because you need to listen to our show. Yeah. Uh, mothers to Mothers is an organization that helps employ uh, women in Africa who have HIV and actually put them in uh, jobs in the healthcare system so they can help educate other women and hopefully eliminate AIDS in children. Pediatric by twenty twenty, right? That's what I saw something Amy Poehler posted that we could end it really twenty twenty. Man, that'd be great. Well, Wait, the, maybe it was more. Maybe it was the 2040. statistics are good. They're going down. The statistics are good. Statistics show. Statistics are good. Statistics don't lie. Statistics are strong. You could open for Shonda on the tour. Whoa! So yeah, one dollar if you do that. We're gonna donate, and you can donate yourself if you want to. You don't have to wait for me. You don't have to. You mean you like can. you can donate money yourself, right? Yes. Because what you said is you can donate you can yourself. You can donate your body. You <laughs> well, you can volunteer your time. Honestly, you donating should. yourself. <laughs> We're going to donate Kevin's limbs to yeah. the mothers to mothers. I agree with Kevin, that. Kevin, if we... Something for them. They if should we be nailed your arms better. to splints and put them directly <laughs> outwards uh, and then took your legs and uh, bent them a little bit, we could almost make you look like the trademark symbol. <laughs> I was gonna say That's if you if you like if you severed my hands and yeah. my feet from my yeah. legs yeah. and then spread me in an yeah. X and then put my hands and feet a few inches away yeah. from where they got yeah. cut off, I'd be the singular wireless guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, I'm already orange. Fantastic. See, it's good to know on a positive note. <laughs> Anna. Yeah. Thank you so much for well, thank joining you for being us here. on the so show for having me. and watching Shonda Pierce colon enough. And there's nothing left to say now except for, in all of Pod's people, said, Amen. 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 Hey, let's go out with a power ballad. I'm enough, I'm enough, Shonda Pierce remix. Lots of ladies here, no dicks. <laughs> they did cut out the rap verse that she does on the tour famously. I will see you next week. Bye. Next week on GCF, we conclude Mom's Month by watching the premiere episode of 17 Kids and Counting entitled Big Family, Meet the Big Apple, which you can find, I believe, on DailyMotion.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.